seconds. Two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh! And one in! And one in! And then the other way for the ball game! Today is June 4th, 2020, and this is episode two of the Hoosier Experience. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Scott, uh, who has a new addition to the podcast today, which is a mic. Oh, yeah. You guys know it. I'm upgrading the game. We're getting there. I sound a little bit better, so it's going to be a better episode today, probably. Yeah, so we're we're constantly improving here uh, at the Hoosier Experience. and Never settle. Uh, before, yeah, never we settle. never settle here. Before we get into uh, today's episode, uh, we've, we've got a good episode planned, but uh, I think... It goes without saying that we need to talk a little bit about uh, everything going on in the world. Um, George Floyd's murder uh, at the hands of uh, a white cop has obviously sparked uh, an incredible number of protests and an incredible amount of outrage, all uh, justified, all, all right from the black community. And as two white privileged uh, individuals, I think it, it's just important to have a discussion here uh, to start the podcast. Yeah, Aiden, you know, I think this has been a long time coming. Um, I think it's good that, you know, this this is going on. And obviously it's unfortunate, um, you know, the police brutality and the racism in our country. But, you know, it's important that we're taking this step kind of as a nation and nationwide, worldwide. Um, and I think it's it's great and and you know, hopefully there, there can be some more change and, um, you know, hopefully make the, our, our country and the world a better place as a result of all of this. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, I think what we're doing here is, you know, you know there's no easy answers uh, for white people during this time. It's, it's sort of, do you, do you say nothing and, and observe then out of respect for the African-American community. Uh, but when you sort of, you, that silence we've been told is not good, right? We've been told the silence is not empowering the black community. And so I would encourage everyone to speak out, to be active uh, against racism, not just yourself not being racist, but being actually proactively anti-racist uh, as we try to move forward as a nation and I am just so encouraged by all the protests. And it, it really is an incredible sight to see our generation sort of standing up for what we believe in. Exactly. Just recognizing what's going on, recognizing our own privilege um, and standing up and, and stand with, with everybody. Absolutely. And so before we get into this, uh, I said this on the last episode, but I would just encourage anyone to uh, donate to your local bail fund, to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Uh, make a donation uh, in support of the black community uh, and keep finding ways to uplift uh, black work, black movies, black books, uh, TV shows, you know, different authors and all that kind of thing to sort of encourage uh, and support our black community. So, um, yes, sir. Very well said, Aiden. With that said, we are going to move on to an NBA mock draft uh, of the first 14 picks today. So the two of us are big draft guys. We're, we're obviously, this is a podcast specifically about Indiana basketball. This is going to sort of 
this isn't really appealing to that uh, demographic, but it is something that we're super interested in. We could talk for uh, a ton of time about. So Scott's going to have the odds. I'm going to have the evens. We're going to go through the top 14. We have, I've simulated one simulation on the website Tankathon. And this is a website that you can kind of go on and just play around with different lottery simulations. So we've made one simulation that we're going to work off here. And it's also important to realize that with the NBA's recent plan, the draft will likely, well, it will be moved back from its current June date, uh, probably to sometime in September. Um, so we're, we're just going to go ahead and get a lottery out. We, we um, obviously, it's a long time away from s- September, but we think it'd be a, a good way to kind of talk about what we're interested in. So with all that said, uh, Scott Schulteis on the clock, the Golden State Warriors are on the clock with the first overall pick. Yeah, so Golden State, if they do... If they do end up with the first pick, you know, I think realistically this is a pick they'll trade. Um, but just looking at yep. their team, looking at their past, um, I I think the best fit and the best player on the board is LaMelo Ball. So if they're, if they're picking here, I'd say they take LaMelo Ball. Uh, and just to explain that, I think he's the best player in the draft. I think he has the best upside. And I think he could play really well with Steph and Clay. Uh, give Steph... A uh, chance to play off the ball a little bit, put the ball in Lamelo hands. He's a great passer. Um, he hasn't shown the ability to be a great playmaker yet because of his decision making, but uh, just his vision, uh, way, ability to pass with both hands off the bounce. Um, I see a lot of as far as like height um, and just size, a lot of Penny Hardaway comparison maybe. Um, and yeah, he's an inefficient shooter, inefficient scorer. Um, but what better team than Golden State to to help him out with that? Um, and then you kind of look at, you know, probably James Wiseman, a lot of people would say is a better fit there, but you kind of look at Golden State's past, their past centers when they've won, haven't been huge roles in the offense. And James Wiseman, I think is kind of a bigger role type player. Um, and I think LaMelo would just be a fun fit. And I think he could play really well in that system, play free. Uh, I think he plays a lot better when he's playing free and it would just be the best scenario for the team. Yeah, so I think that's that's frustrating for me because my next two picks would have been the Bulls and the Knicks, and I would have 100% taken Almelo yeah. with both of those selections because I agree with you that he's the best player in the draft. And I actually I, – I haven't heard this, obviously, mocked a lot, but I like this pick because, like you said, giving them a secondary ball handler, he can go out there and run the bench unit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think we should probably talk about with Golden State – the the likelihood that this pick is traded if they do end up in the first spot. Yeah, that's just what makes sense here. Um, they're in win now yeah. mode. Curry and Clay are are in their thirties, you know. So, you know, the pick is probably going to get traded if they do have the first overall pick. But I think as far available, Lamelo fits pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. So now the Bulls jump up to number two here. Um, they're slotted a little farther down, so this would be a jump for the Bulls. Uh, finally, uh, the Lord's smiling on Bulls fans here. And then LaMelo Ball goes number one. So I think the Bulls fans just kind of can't uh, are, are just going to always be in rebuilding mode after what Jerry Krause did uh, to Michael Jordan and, and that group. But I'm going to go ahead and give them Wiseman here. I Anthony Edwards is my best remaining player on the board. But when I look at the Bulls, I see Zach Levine and that is a nightmare fit next to Anthony Edwards. 
So I'm going to go ahead and take James Wiseman. It, the reports are that they're going to be looking to either let go of or move Larry Markkinen. Whether or not I agree with that, I don't know. But that you could slide Wendell Carter to the four, plug Wiseman in there at the five, give you a kind of dominant post player. But he's not even the best in the post, which is, which is what's interesting about him. He's a great rim runner. He's fast. He's mobile. Uh, he showed a little bit of ability to shoot the ball, and he's going to be a defensive presence. So him and Wendell Carter next to each other, maybe not your traditional small ball, or it is your traditional two-big lineup, but it's maybe not the the modern small ball lineup. But I think one thing we have to keep saying as we go through this draft is that it's not a good draft. This is a weak draft. Exactly. So you're kind of, you know, you're you're looking at these pieces and you're saying, okay, who's going to be the best fit? Um, and, and you're kind of just saying, all right, well, maybe it's not the best fit, but it is the best we can do here. So I think James Wiseman is the pick here for me. All right, at three, we have the Cavs. Um, and the Cavs are just a weird team right now. So, you know, they got a, Very they weird. Got a really Very small backcourt. So they, they got two point guards. Yeah, exactly. Both who like to have the ball in their hands. And they, and they fired a coach midway through the year in his first year. So they're not and so, the, the – pick here um just makes sense for them uh ob toppin um you know they need a big man they need a solid big man and he can run the floor with with sexton and garland uh and he's just a great athlete he jumps he's got power and and i think he plays i think he would fit in really well with them as kind of an off-ball shot blocker and and just rim runner um i think he could be a good shooter in the nba but you know he hasn't no one's really fallen in love with his his three point shot, but you know I see maybe some Amari Stoudemire and Obi Toppin, you know that type of player. So yeah, I think that just that makes sense for them at three. Um, but it leaves a great player like uh, great player great player like um, Anthony Edwards still on the board. So that's an interesting pick, but that's the best pick I think. Yeah, Edwards is is falling here. I like the pick of Toppin because. Again, it's like he's an imperfect player, but this is an imperfect draft class. So you kind of just have to just stomach it and and move on. I've got my Knicks here. This is is my team. Um, Unfortunate break of the board because I think both Toppin and Ball would be better fits than who I'm about to pick here. And this could be a bit of a surprise. I, I just can't. It's similar to the Bulls thing. I can't see Anthony Edwards playing next to R.J. Barrett. That just mm-hmm. – uh, it's just a nightmare to think about that. So I'm going to go ahead and give the Knicks um, Killian Hayes, the point guard from France. And you, and you love Killian Hayes. I like Killian Hayes a lot. I do. I, I see a little D'Angelo Russell there, and I, I don't think four is a reach for him at all. I think he's definitely the second best point guard in the draft. But as we already mentioned, uh, ball off the board. So I think Killian, he's a smooth passer. He's not quite on LaMelo's level, but he's just a smooth player. And he, maybe he doesn't have the highest upside, uh, but he's long. He's 6'5", 190. Uh, he can make all the right reads. He, he's just going to be a player who I think is, is, a, is just going to be a good player. And when you look at the Knicks history of point guard, you go back. Here's what we've, we've done the past decade. Since we let Jeremy Lin walk to the Houston Rockets, the Knicks point guard situation was Derrick Rose, Frank Nielakina, Emmanuel Moutier, Dennis Smith Jr., Alfred Payton this past season. Jarrett Jack was in there. Um, the Jack. point is, it's bad, and we got to take a point guard. 
Some might consider this a slight reach. I think it's a, a good spot for Killian, and I just think the Knicks have to go point guard. Killian's a really good player. He could come in next to Barrett, and I think that's actually a pretty good backcourt yeah, for that's, the future. Yeah, that's a sneaky pick there. I think a lot of people don't know much about Killian Hayes, but I think, you know, honestly, he's probably probably top – he's definitely top five prospect, maybe top four even in this, yeah. in this class. I totally think the value is there. Exactly. And, I, and again, Anthony Edwards falling, this this won't happen. I, I guarantee you this will not happen in the NBA. Exactly. But this guy is in a great fit on a lot of these teams. So, <laughs> All right. So at five, we have Minnesota. Um, and if you're Minnesota and Anthony Edwards is there for you, you're taking him. Um, yep, they drafted. 100%. I think Anthony Edwards is really similar to Zach Levine. He's, he's good. Uh, in space, he can create his own shot. He's really good at that. And Zach Levine's a guy they traded earlier, um, uh, you know, a few seasons ago, and and get just go get another Zach Levine prototype player. Um, I think if you're Minnesota, if if you, if Anthony Edwards can fall to you, that's amazing. But obviously, that yeah. won't happen. Um, but a team, a backcourt with Edwards and Russell is a little scary defensively, but the offensive firepower there would would be would be really fun to watch. And yeah, I mean that's terrifying defensively. <laughs> but transition would be fun to watch. Uh, Russell spacing the floor as well with Cat, and then letting Edwards kind of create, do his own thing. I think that would be a really fun team, and he fits in well with a team like Minnesota, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that, as, as you said, that's a great fit. You go Russell, Edwards, I don't know what they think about Jarrett Culver, but he would be there at the three. Mm-hmm. Towns at the five. I mean, you're starting to build a decent young core there. Um, and obviously, they'd be, they'd be ecstatic to see Edwards there at five. I've got the Hawks here at six, um, who would 100% love to get Edwards, the, the hometown kid there uh, next to Trey Young. I think for sure, they'd, he's probably the best player on their board. They don't get him here. Um, so I've got a couple good, not great options. I think I'm going to go with Denny Avdia, the small forward slash power forward from yeah. Israel. And opinions are kind of split on this guy. A lot of people don't see his upside being very high. And, and I see that. Um, but I would once again just say this is an imperfect draft class. Avdia is a really smooth player. He can pass. He can shoot. Um, he he's going to just come in and be a solid player for them. They they've got cam reddish already there. Jury's kind of still out on cam. Um, Kevin Herter's in there. I think Abdia would add some depth on the wing, give them some flexibility to go uh, small ball. If you put him at the four, because when I look at Atlanta, I see a Clint Capella, John Collins front court, which is to me terrible. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I'm not a Capella guy. I, I, I don't think, paying him 15 million a year is, is a good yeah. investment of your franchise. I mean, there, there's a reason the Rockets let him go. Um, he's kind of one dimensional. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know how that's going to work out with the Hawks, but yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't see a great future for the a, Hawks. So a, I'm just going to, you know, just a ton of talent though. They do have a lot of talent. It's, they have a they lot of raw put talent it all together really. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I'm here at seven with the Pistons, and the Pistons are a mess. So, I mean, whoever you're taking this, here. This, this is going to be the worst team next year. This is going to be the worst. I hate the Pistons roster. <laughs> Not, no player you take here is really, you know, going to help your team or change anything. But I think an exciting player here um, is Onyeka Kongwu. Um, yeah, for sure. I think 
This is probably too far for him anyway. Yeah, he's really exactly. good. I don't think he's much worse than Wiseman. I think they're pretty close together. Um, he's just – he's a great finisher. Um, he's got really soft hands. And I just – you know, I think – you know, obviously some Bam out of bio, but I see some young Dwight Howard and, and Onyeki. He's undersized a little bit. But, you know, he's just a simple player. You know what you're going to get from him. Uh, he's probably not your star, but he's a really good, you know – third guy that they can you know he's not gonna win them a championship by himself but you know he's a piece that you need to win he's really athletic he can switch and in the current nba he's perfect for that so you know i think he's the best player here he will not fall this far in my opinion but no um, way yeah no way the pistons can get a player like this to just kind of you know go forward with for a horrible team that i mean you gotta go you gotta go with yeah I agree. I, I mean, this is great value for a guy like that who is really just the ideal modern big. You could even say he's more of a better – he's a better equipped big man than Wiseman, really. It's just Wiseman is is just the physical tools yeah. with Wiseman are, we have, are off We haven't seen enough of Wiseman yet. You know, I think it's going to be interesting no. to see what he's going to do will in be. the NBA. It will be. And and I think – you mentioned team fits. Okongu is a great fit in Golden State. Exactly. If – they get like the fifth pick. I just love that fit. I, I've I've been thinking about that and Uns- with his shooting, unselfish player. He doesn't need the ball. You know, he's perfect yeah. for for a team like that. Yeah. So I've got well. We're, while we're on the topic of of franchises that have no future <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> we're we're on to the Michael Jordan led uh, Hornets, mm-hmm. and and anytime he is. Anytime he's your owner, you're not looking too good. But uh, I do have to make this pick, unfortunately. I, you know, this is a tough one. They don't, because uh, they paid Terry Rozier in another mind-blowing move by Mike. God. They have Devontae Graham, who, okay, I like Devontae Graham. That's a, like, okay backcourt, so I don't really want to go point guard here. For me, Tyrese Halliburton's the best player left on the board. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and... Oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little. It um, gets a little difficult. Difficult here. Yeah, this is. We're getting in the tough part. You know what? I'm gonna go with uh, Isaac Okoro at Auburn. Yeah. So the, Okoro is an interesting player. He can't shoot. He he literally was horrible on offense this season. But he's a lockdown defender, and he's. Like I said, I mean, I took a while to make this pick. Why? Because the draft kind of falls off a cliff at this point. And if you need, if you don't need a point guard, which it, there's an argument to be made whether they actually do need a point guard. But when, when you can't take a point guard here, you got to look somewhere else. There's no real big men after you take Okongu and Wiseman in that top tier. So now I'm looking at Isaac Okoro. You know, maybe RJ Hampton could play in the wing. Devin Vassell out of Florida State I really like. Uh, but Okoro, I think, is a really nice fit here in Charlotte. He can come in. He's just going to contribute from day one on defense. Mm-hmm. And putting him with Miles Bridges, who, you know, kind of, again, jury's still out on him. It's an all right young core. Uh, Charlotte needs to jump up here in this lottery. This is a huge lottery for Charlotte because if they don't get into that position where they can take either Wiseman or Okongu or even Toppin. Yeah. I mean, after about, uh, they're, they're in after trouble. about six – you know, it's really, you know, you're not going to get a player. You're getting probably a role player. You know, you're not going to get a star. Yeah, and, and let's, of there. let's talk about that because, 
let's just pause on the on the mock draft here and just talk about the overall depth of the class, which I, I look at this class and I see, you know what? You can get a lot of good role players who will probably be decent players. Yeah. There's like, to me, one legit star, and that's Lamelo. Yeah, Ball. I think he's the only player with superstar potential. Like looking at him as a prospect yep. because he does so many things. He can do so many things, and a lot of a lot of these other guys are, you know, really one dimensional when you think about it. Uh, you just mentioned yeah. Coro, and he's really like a slasher defender. You know, that's really all I see from him, like a Justice Winslow type player. I don't really see you know, him becoming a superstar. Yeah. You know, so after, yeah. outside of that, you know, you don't see a lot of just like versatility from, from a lot of these prospects. No, you don't. And you see so many flaws. You know, everyone has, every prospect, even LaMelo, his shooting is, exactly. you know, somewhat uh, uh, questionable, but everything else is is so good. But every prospect has a flaw. And you mentioned Justice Winslow. That's funny you do because, you know, while we're on the topic of Michael Jordan, let's not forget that this man signed an offer of four first-round picks from the Celtics. Celtics wanted to move up for Justice Winslow, and and Michael Jordan gets an offer of four first-round picks. He says, no, I want to take Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> it's a mess in Charlotte. I don't even know. I mean, you can just look. I mean, I guess it starts with Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, your second overall pick. You pick a true one-dimensional. He was a one-dimensional player at Kentucky. Defense. That's all he does. The dude can't shoot. Like, what? I mean, it's just kind of – I don't know what's going on to Charlotte. Love MJ, I mean, you just go back. Come on. You just go back to his decisions. I mean, this guy has made – has just run this and i know it's like okay the gm but i just i gotta think mike's got some influence there like, yeah i gotta think mike's making most mike's of not the person to just sit back and let somebody else do it it just that makes no sense yeah. no so anyway you've got the number nine pick here with right. another nightmare franchise. so here with washington washington's an interesting team because like a lot of these other teams you know they're not going to be good anytime soon and there's no player on the board that really is going to make you a lot better. Um, my right. best player available at this moment is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, he's kind of – I don't know if he's a point guard. I think he's kind of in between, but he has good size. Uh, not super athletic, but I really like him as a passer. Really good vision yeah. on Halliburton. And he plays, he plays off the ball really well. That's why I, I don't really know if he's a point guard. But, you know, Bradley Beal – I mean, if you're smart, you're going to trade him if you're the Wizards. So, you know, trade away. Yeah, and, then I, you and know, take a player like this Oliver. is shocking because because I've heard that Beal's happy in Washington. <laughs> I mean, if he, he if he's happy putting up thirty a night and losing, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, dude, this guy's so two faced because he comes out and he, you. There was this whole thing this season about oh, like I'm. I'm not winning games. Like, uh, yeah, he just looks miserable. Doing Anytime you see highlights, like, he looks miserable playing. Exactly. He looks miserable. And then a couple of days later, yeah, I'm putting the pen, I'm putting the ink to to the paper on a, on a new extension. I love it here in Washington. Like, no, yeah, you don't, okay. bro. You guys. Okay, dude. All right. Um, okay, moving on here. We're, we, I have the 10th pick with the Phoenix Suns. And, man, I wanted Halliburton for the Suns. I, I think 
Um, Dude, it is rough after. It is getting rough around here. It's rough. I, you know, I'm gonna go with a guy who I really don't like. This is a pick that I think this guy will probably actually be gone by now because I think the the NBA likes him a little more than than I do. I don't really know how you feel about him, but Cole Anthony here to the Phoenix Suns. I kind of knew who you were gonna say there. Yeah, it's like, I mean, the physical tools are there. He he was a highly recruited player coming out of high school, but I'll tell you what, I watched a lot of his high school games and, you know, I, I have some connection to Lalamere basketball, as I've said before. And so he played Lalu a couple of times uh, when he was at Oak Hill mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, of course I was like, well, let's see what this guy's got. And it just was, he never jumped off the page to me. It was always kind of, eh, yeah. All right. But then he goes to Carolina. He obviously gets hurt. He, you know, he played pretty well. I, I don't want to just bash the guy. He's obviously got some, some talent, but, to me, it feels like he's getting kind of propped up because of his status as a high school recruit, whereas his game actually hasn't really shown itself to be that impressive. But Phoenix, I think, should grab a point guard here. Ricky Rubio, nice little uh, holdover player until you maybe hopefully get Cole ready to, to come in and start next to De- next to Devin Booker. Yeah, you're talking about Cole Anthony. I just think he's like a, a black hole type of player. Like, yeah. balls in his hands, and he's just dribbling the air out of it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't see a lot a lot with him at all. My comparison for him uh, is Austin Rivers. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty <laughs> accurate. All right, so I got the Spurs here at 11. Um, yeah. The Spurs are kind of an in-between team. You know, they're probably still looking to win some games with Pop. Yeah. Um, they got a point guard. I like DeJounte Murray. I think he's really good. Yeah, he is good. I, I don't think they would take this player, but I'm going to get – I'll say they'll take Precious Achua here. Okay. Um, You know, he kind of fits in with them. He's an unselfish player. He's energetic. Um, yeah. And I think, I think he kind of has, you know, a little bit of versatility that the rest of the class doesn't have. He can guard a lot of positions. He's kind of versatile as a scorer. Um, but he's he's real he's still raw. So, I yeah. mean, I like Precious Achua. I think he's a good pick here. He's good on the glass, good rebounder, and pick and roll with Dejounte Murray could be nice for them. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Achua pick. Um, I think some people would think it's a little high. I kind of like it here. Uh, you know, I I like to see San Antonio getting a player like Achua who, you know, doesn't normally fit their kind of player profile. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just. If you're trying to win games, I mean Popovich is old. I mean I think Achua could step into a to a team trying to win and and give good minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. And you and you see, you're gonna see a lot of guys. We, we might not touch on all of them, but a lot of guys in the teens who get picked in the teens are gonna be really good win now players with pretty low ceilings. Yeah, um, and that's a trend you'll see in this draft. I, I've got the Kings here at number twelve. Um, uh, not a great situation. I really like De'Aaron Fox, but and they have some, it's just a team that has some young talent. Um, but I just think there's kind of a ceiling here until they get a true star player, mm-hmm. or until you know one of these guys matures uh, into being that star player. Uh, the Kings, Devin Vassell here from uh, the wing from Florida State. I really like Vassell's game. He's a really good three and D guy who kind of came out of nowhere for the Seminoles this year. Yeah. He is a sniper. Uh, he's also a really good defender. And I think 
you know, you're looking at the board and, and guys like that are, are valuable in the NBA. They have uh, Bogdanovich is a wing, healed is a shooter. So Vassal, he's not going to start right away. Harrison Barnes, who they paid like $20 million, that was <laughs> – I mean, th- this this little run here from Detroit to Sacramento is pretty rough. It's organization just, wise. It's just like you know, what, what pick here is really going to help you? Yeah, it, um, it's nothing that's going to put him over the edge. So yeah. I just figured, give him a give him a versatile win now type of guy. Exactly. Know? All right, so this is I guess it's my last pick here at thirteen with the Pelicans. Um, and I'm not going to make a popular pick here. I'm just going to pick somebody that I like, and that's Jamius Ramsey. I think he's oh, he's I love really this good. Guy. I love this guy. On, I'm fine with this value. I mean, I mean, kind of like a, a Josh Hart, I guess, but you know, probably going to be a, a good shooter in the NBA. He defends. He's just three and D. I mean, he's two way. You know what you're going to get with him, and I think he's yep. got some some nice potential as uh, as as backcourt to Lonzo. I think that could be. You know, going forward, good for them. But you know, he's he's good off the catch, which is perfect. Um, and he's good in the open floor. I like him as a as a prospect. Yeah, I like uh, Ramsey a lot. I think I don't really know how the NBA feels about him. I haven't heard a ton of lottery yeah, no, hype for him. I, I mean, he doesn't really have much hype right now. But just as a prospect and watching him at Texas Tech, I I really liked him, and yeah, know, I think he's good value. Which he'll probably fall in the twenties. I think he's going to be really good value there. Yeah, someone's going to get a, a, a steal there. Okay, so I got the last pick here in the lottery. It's the Portland Trailblazers, uh, who we know now, I should say, that this lottery could change because there's obviously going to be these play-in tournaments for the eight seed. Yeah. Uh, Portland made a big deal. Damian Lillard made a big deal about how he was going to sit out if they weren't you know, play, in a play-in tournament situation. So They're terrible. Once again, the They're... NBA rewards their stars, and – and gives them a play-in tournament. Now Zion has a chance to get into the playoffs. Lillard has a get a chance to get in the playoffs. And you got a feel for a team like Memphis, who was really surprisingly good all year. John, Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. They're building and a nice core there. They really are. And they were in the playoffs. And now I look at it and I'm like, okay, they're probably going to get knocked out in this play-in tournament, which sucks for them. But Portland picking here. Um, again, this is a team that – you know, they made the Western Conference Finals last year, somewhat of a fluke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're quickly dismantled by the Warriors without KD. Uh, I'm going to give him Sadiq Bey from Villanova. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to give him RJ Hampton. I think this is uh, the right spot for RJ. Mm-hmm. I just saw him on the board here, and he is much less of a win-now player than some guys that are still on the board. Yeah. But RJ sh- probably shouldn't fall this far. based on Yeah, that that's – it's. I mean, a lot of people – you're going to see, like, prospects like Maxi, RJ, fell to 14. Like, these guys probably aren't going to fall this far in real life, but... No, because the NBA values upside more than yeah. most people, I mean, you know? I mean, they, me, and, they... me and Aiden are just geniuses here, so we're making the, the right picks. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, not everyone can be as good as us, but I'm going to give Marja Hampton... Really, I'm kind of questioning this in my mind because I just realized they also have that Anthony Simons guy who's pretty much done nothing, but yeah. he's also like a kind of a combo guard. So now they have like a decent bench backcourt. And you got to think, just talking about Portland here, they're going to shake things up at some point, right? I mean, yeah, somebody's got to go. I think it's probably going to be McCollum, but yeah, it's not Lillard's working. too beloved. It's not working out there. McCollum and it's Lillard not, I mean, is not working. I mean, you, you 
can't beat. I don't see them beating anybody for a championship. Like I, I just, no. I don't think they're good enough. So they, I, there's something's missing. I don't really know what it is. They need a wing. But... They need, they need like, they need a defender next to Willard. Um, yeah, I just think McCollum. They're too similar yeah. of players. They're very similar, and then you know, like the, the Collins Nurkic backcourt's like all right, mm-hmm. um, but you know they had a lot of good momentum coming off that Western Conference uh, Finals last year, and then you guys come out and miss the playoffs. Yeah, they just like, they're they're I don't know. It's a weird situation in Portland. Portland. Yeah, it is. So so that's our lottery. Um, I'm gonna go through it here just real quick. Uh, well, actually, I don't even remember, so I'm not gonna go through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, I, I wanted to give us a chance to sort of talk about a couple guys that maybe, you know, we like more than the rest of the people who weren't picked here. So okay, maybe yeah. maybe we'll do two each. We'll just you go ahead and go first. And then, and then I'll All go. right. So Jalen Stick Smith out of yes. Maryland. I Bouncy. Think, I just don't know. Like we we've continuously called a lot of these guys one dimensional and he's just some you know, like he fits in the NBA. Like on yeah. the, on a team like the Rockets or, or even like the Knicks at a late first round pick, like he, he fits in there and he can shoot, he can, he can jump, he can rebound, block shots. I mean, he's just a, not really positionless, but can definitely guard on the perimeter and inside. So I just really like him as a prospect. I think he, he has the potential to be a good player in the NBA. Yeah. I like him too. His upside's pretty uh, high there. He, he was a pretty big time recruit. People don't really yeah. realize that. This guy was a top 10 recruit coming out of high school. And he so, improved a lot between his did, yeah. freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, he really was, got a lot better. He was good. And uh, so my guy, my first guy here, I love this guy. I would totally pick this guy in the lottery. Tyrell Terry, point guard out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy. He's 6'1", 160. All right. So let me address the elephant in the room here. <laughs> this guy is literally so small. Like when you watch him, it's like Little Nate body. Robinson, Nate Robinson levels. Even though he's kind of tall, but like he just looks so skinny. <laughs> but he is a sniper, man, and he will shoot the heck out of the ball. He is a point guard who will come in. He's young. Uh, he was a freshman this year at Stanford, and each year we kind of see this guy who wasn't a high level recruit. Tyrell was a, a three star recruit last year and and the year before it was like Jackson Hayes was a three-star recruit he ended up getting picked in the lottery actually in the top 10 I don't think Terry will get picked that high I think he'll probably go sometime in the 20s uh but this guy's just a knockdown shooter and I think at the very worst and and a really good playmaker and at the very worst I think he's just a really good backup point guard for his whole career that's fair all right my second my second player I really like a lot is uh Kirlis Jr. um you know, I, he's quick, and he can get to the rim. He can get his own shot. You know, I don't see him as a starter, really, for any team, but kind of like a bench score, like a, a Lou Williams. I think he could take on that role um, and just come off the bench and, and score. Uh, he's He's got a nice shot, and he's, he's really good at creating his own shot. So, um, you know, he's not going to jump off. Like, he's, he's not a crazy athlete or anything. I think he's just a really good – you know, basketball player and a good score. Um, yeah. And he's he's a willing defender. Um, you know, I like him a lot. Um, he's just a little reckless. That's something I, I watched a, a decent amount of Alabama games, and I think he's just – their team was a little reckless at times. They just 
They're, yeah, they, they just go. They are wild. <laughs> they will just jump into everybody trying to draw fouls. So, I mean, that's what I like about him. He's he's kind of a smaller size. I don't see him as a point guard, but uh, kind of like a six three two guard, Lou William type. So I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I like him too. He's really fast. And I don't think and he'll fall out of the lottery either. I think that's another guy that we didn't say. Um, that will. Yeah. I think he could definitely. I think he's definitely going to be picked in the lottery. Yeah, I agree. I really like uh, Kira Lewis. He's so fast. And like you said, he's just kind of out of control at some points. But uh, really good scorer slash playmaker who, like, this is the thing. Like, there are a lot of really good backup point guards that you can find in this draft. Exactly. So the only only point guard I see, maybe two of them that I see as starters, I think R.J. Hampton could be a starter in the NBA. But, I mean, LaMelo's bona fide starter. Um, but the yeah. other ones I just see as good backups, um, like Cole Anthony, you know, might get phased out at some point. But... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, with my Knicks, now I, of course, made the pick of Hayes. I do really like Hayes, uh, but he could also be kind of a two-guard. It's kind of interchangeable yeah, I, there. Yeah, I see him as kind of a combo. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I, I like him, though. But, like, if the Knicks are sitting there with an OB Toppin, like, LaMelo's off the board, and there's an argument to be made for the Knicks that they go – non-point guard with their first pick because they have that second first-round pick. And you look at that second first-round pick, you've got guys like Trey Jones. I mean, Trey Jones is going to be a good backup point guard. Yeah. He's a good defender. Uh, and like we mentioned, Kira Lewis, Tyrell Terry. Um, Nico Mannion. We can throw Nico him in Mannion. there. Throw him in there. Why not? <laughs> uh, you know, so there's some good backup point guards. I mean, even like a Cassius Winston, this guy will be like – Oh, my God. Nah. This I'm, guy will come off a bench. This I'm guy will good come off, off Cassius Winston. Dude, I'm telling you. He's hurt the Hoosiers too many times. I'm telling you, if if Ryan Archidiakono is getting <laughs> <laughs> For the Bulls, though, like, yeah, you're just true. getting lucky at this point. Like, he's not going to go anywhere else and play. Like, the Bulls are just like, yeah, man. Like, throw him True, in there. true. Uh, even Peyton Pritchard. I don't hate Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, he's. I really liked him at, at Oregon. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. So my second guy, this is going to be viewed as somewhat of a homer pick. Lalu basketball guy, Isaiah Stewart out of Washington. Here's a guy who is going to be not taken. He's going to be taken in the 20s or in the second round because he is seen as a guy who doesn't fall in the modern NBA. Yeah. He can't shoot really at all. Uh, he's, he's got like a mid-range game, but he is an ox he's so strong like yeah he's when huge. you watch this guy play it is unreal like the seals in the post and the the to just the unreal strength of this guy that i feel like okay he's at least going to be a good backup where he's just going to bully dudes even nba yeah. guys i mean i see kind of like some Derek favors type just like a vintage big um, yeah but consistent and that's kind of how favors Super has consistent. been in the nba so if isaiah stewart isaiah stewart can do that he's definitely going to carve up a role yeah, and then let's uh, while we're still on the pod, you know, let's. I I I always love a good good opportunity to uh, be a little negative here. So let, <laughs> let's let's look at a couple guys. Let's do two each again. All right, that, yeah, that we don't I, like. I'm definitely ready to rip into some guys here. Okay, yeah. Okay, me too. so first off, all right. Let me let let's me. Just say, let's just okay. say. Let's just say. I mean, keep in you mind, already picked him, Cole Anthony. I don't oh, think God. he's good at all. I think. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a different. He's not a new guy, but. I don't think he's really that good. Like, I can see him, like, you know, coming out of the NBA pretty quickly. like Or just like a Patty Mills. Like, I don't see him as, like, anything good, really. 
he's his shot selection is terrible. He forces like forces everything, and he's not a playmaker at all. Yeah. Um, he doesn't make anybody better. Like that's something that LaMelo ball has the ability to do is like make people better and find people shots. I don't think yeah. he does that as a point guard. No, he doesn't. Um, and he also, I don't think he, I mean, he plays hard and he's a smart player. I, I mean, I'll give him that, but he's, I think he's a little slow. Like, you know, you put him on De'Aaron Fox and he's just going to get hooked all game. Oh, like he, yeah. I don't and know who he can guard. The other thing about Cole is, I don't mean to sound – this might sound kind of bad, but he he just – he's pretty full of himself. Like, from I've read a lot of articles about how this guy just thinks he's the man. I mean, he was huge in high school, and he was all ever, anybody talked about. But Yeah, I mean, and he I was – I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, I, I just uh, – I have some, some concerns with him. I wouldn't take him in the lottery. I know I picked him. That was more of a mm-hmm. – this is probably what the NBA – like, this guy's not going to fall out of the lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whoever takes him, I think, is making a mistake. And it could be my Knicks. That would be very on brand for us. Uh, if we say it like the seventh <laughs> oh, pick. If we take Cole Anthony with like the seventh pick, it might, be, see it it might be time to switch it up. Aiden, Aiden texts me as we're watching the draft from our own homes. Oh, my gosh. Or what What are we doing? Just just panicking. I can see the panic now. Well, it's it's a it's a familiar feeling for me because you think about last year – I just have to say this last year. And I like RJ Barrett. We <laughs> were the worst team in the league. And then it's the first year of the new lottery odds. So we get kind of screwed at a Zion or Ja, And we get the third pick of course, which Barrett's like, he's fine, but nowhere near either of those guys year before that it was Kevin Knox. He's on the verge of being out of the league. This guy is horrible. <laughs> like He's terrible. And, like, Knicks fans, of course, talked them into him. He had a good summer league. I was never really on board. I always thought the guy was, eh, he's average. He's just... Year before that, it was Frank Nielakina. So, it's like, whoa, what are we doing here? I mean, you guys um, just can't, haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. So, let me <laughs> let me transition this into my first. And, you know, we're kind of going, like, overrated guys here. Not mm-hmm. really, like, just guys we hate. I just don't think you're quite as good as where the draft position Exactly. You know, where you're exactly. Split. It's not I have nothing against these guys. Um, but I, I'm gonna go with uh someone who I you know, I just never really uh got on board with, and that's Josh Green out of Arizona. Yeah. This guy is just I, I think he's fine. Like he's an okay three and D guy. He's six six, uh he's long, um, he showed some flashes on defense. But I've seen this guy in top tens. Yeah. And no, that's I don't, just not not acceptable to me. <laughs> he's, he's not lottery talent, and I don't even think he's late lottery talent. I think he's in that 22 to, to 30 range, honestly. Yeah, and something that with both the Arizona guys, Nico Mannion and Josh Green, I look at what you did this year. You guys had a plenty of talent. You also had Zeke Naji, who will also be a draft pick probably in the second round. Zeke Naji, you guys, very good. like him. You guys didn't do anything. Yeah, they so like what? <laughs> they were a mess, man. So what does that say about you? Now, yes, I'm not a fan of uh, Archie's brother, Sean, down there. He, I don't think he's helping the problem. But it, when you've got three guys who are draft picks and you weren't close to winning the Pac-12, mm-hmm. that just that bothers me. Like I, yeah, I can't get over that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. So that Josh Green for me is like one that eh, I don't really like him. All right, I got. I got my guy here, but I gotta 
I gotta find him here for a second, cause I I actually had some stuff written down about this guy. Just cause I thought you might ask this question of who we think is a lot overrated. I think yeah. Patrick Williams is really overrated. I've seen him in some mock drafts in that lottery range or a right around in that lottery range, and I yeah. just don't. I mean, I see like, you know, average nine points, good defender. I see like a PJ Tucker. Like I don't see mm-hmm. anything worth taking that early. Um, yeah. But he's. I think he's going to be a, like a solid NBA player. Um, but I mean, I just don't see. Didn't shoot the three well, very well at all. Um, and that's kind of what you want from him to be like a three and D type player. But you know, that's his ceiling for me. Is just I don't know how, why he's in some lotteries, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't like any of the Florida State guys a whole lot because I watched IU beat Florida State and I didn't think they looked very impressive. So, yeah, um, I, I'm a I'm, not I'm a Vassal guy, him. but but Williams to me is like you said. I mean, to me, there, I I know that it's a lot of uh, upside based projection that is pretty much every draft, right? But you got to have done something more than nine and four. Yeah, like right? none <laughs> of these. Really jump out to me. I mean, they played a system. They just pressed all game. Like I, I mean, they just played hard defense and they subbed a lot. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if any of them really have like. I mean, you like Vassal, but I, do. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's a good player. I mean, I I don't have a lot of bad things to say about him, but yeah, I don't think that yeah. Florida State team was very good. If no, if and... we would have played in the tournament, I think they would have been bounced early. Now, keep in mind that uh, they are the only team because the uh, – I don't know if you heard about this. But the, the Florida state legislator voted to crown Florida state official national champions. <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever. They're Florida's, not that good. Florida's, IU beat them. If IU beat them with our mess of a team last year, then, you know. Yeah. You, you can't yeah. be that good. So, I've got a guy here uh, – this guy, I've seen him like tail end of the first round. So most people think he's probably going to be a second round pick. I'm not so sure he would get drafted if he wasn't a top 10 prospect coming out of high school. His name's Jaden McDaniels. This guy, I loved coming out of high school. And it's very hard for me to admit when I'm wrong when a guy coming out of high school, I tend to just latch onto him and I'm like, okay, this guy could be good. Like eventually. This guy, I'm so off of his bandwagon after one year at Washington where they were the worst team in the Pac-12. Your yeah. teammate Isaiah Stewart was about 20 and 12 every night. And you were like 13 a game, super inconsistent player. I watched a, a fair bit of Washington because, like I said, I really like Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Jane McDaniels, he, his motor is – is really really questionable. Him and his, and, him and his brother. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at them like size, what they do on the court, and you think, you know, they're gonna be really good. Like they're they're tall, they can shoot, but I don't think they they just don't look like they care. Like both of them, both of them, I kind of get the same feel from. I agree. I totally agree. And and I I watched him so much, and the thing that bothers me the most is motor. Like if you if you don't have a good motor. I just yeah. I worry about you really I I really worry about you and so just I mean the the guy shot forty percent 
from uh, field goal range this past season. He, he, he only took 10 shots a game. And so when I look at that, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, here's a guy, you're a five-star recruit. I think he was, what, sixth coming out? And yeah, I mean, Washington should have been really good. Really just, good, and you were last in the worst conference. They just were – I mean, in the Pac-12 even, you should dominate that, and they just were and not just very to, good. And just to take 10 shots a game is like, okay, so you're not really that interested. I mean, <laughs> he's just like a – he's got like Andrew Wiggins talent, except not enough. Like, Andrew Wiggins has enough talent to where he can just get by by doing the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels, like they're the same player for me. Like, don't do enough, but have a lot of talent. So yeah, and you know this guy's probably out of the league in a couple of years. Yeah, it's just if you don't care enough and you don't have that drive, and I don't want to make a judgment of his character without knowing him or ever talking to him, but I'm just going off what I saw, and what I saw with him was just someone who was somewhat disinterested at times, and and that kind of worries me. Yeah, he gets guards switched on him, and. I mean, I did watch Washington because I thought they were going to be really good. So early in the season, I watched him, and he just settles like so much. He doesn't have he doesn't have the strength to really take anybody to the rim. Like, not a good yeah. finisher really at all. I mean, he's a good shooter with, but I mean, other than that, just don't yeah. don't see the hype in him. Yeah. So before we we head out here, I want to talk about one player in particular who. I think our opinions are going to be split on. I don't like him. Uh, and it's Cassius Stanley. Okay. What do you think? I think Cassius Stanley, I just, I think he's, I don't know if our opinions are split because I, I remember like, you know, watching YouTube videos and he's in high school for like six years and he's just yeah. like the same player all like yeah. all the time. So, I mean, I think he's going to be consistent in the NBA, you know, I think if he can become a good shooter, you know, he jumps really well, like probably one of the best jumpers in the class, leapers, um, super athletic. Yeah. And it's... and one thing about him is he, he, is, he does have some drive and, you know, he wanted to win at Duke. He looked, he defended, he was, I liked him. So, I mean, I think he could be a good player in the NBA, but nothing special. Yeah. I just, I don't like him. I mean, I'll be <laughs> honest. I <laughs> And maybe it bothered me. It, it for whatever reason I get bothered by these kids who are just in high school for what seems like forever. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Walker is yeah. still in high school. I mean, school. when you're dominating <laughs> kids that are half your size and you're like talking and like trying to act like you're, you know, some beast. Like, dude, these dudes are like five eight. Yeah, like, like dude, you're twenty. You're twenty one. It's very easy to not like them. He's already twenty one, and he's a freshman. Yeah. Like. Dude, I don't understand how what like what waiver did you apply for? But uh, he, yeah, yeah, I get like he actually was better than I thought he would be at Duke. But I think it might kind of just I don't even know if he'll get drafted. Like I don't even know if he's good enough. I think you just might have a grudge against him. I think I might. I think I might. But it's obviously twelve and five uh, is nothing special. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I just don't. I don't think he's even really good enough to play in the NBA. I don't either. I mean, he had one game with over two assists, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. What, is, what does that say about you? I don't know. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, get out of here? Um, I mean, not really, man. I'm I'm pretty happy with my picks. I think if yeah, I was I, GM, I, I, I could make too. a nice pick here for any of these teams. Yeah, I am too. I mean, obviously, 
we didn't talk about uh, one of one of my sleepers, uh, Devontae Green. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's, <laughs> hey, he has declared, guys. Just want everyone to know Devontae Green has declared. He, he had a whole uh, Twitter, like one of those personalized messages. If you, you know, declare, you're basically going to get drafted. That's what's so sad that dudes that declare and you're like, dude, you have no chance. I know. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I I just saw yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but um, uh, this guy, this punter for Arizona State, he declares for the draft. He goes to the combine even, doesn't get drafted. And the NCAA actually let him back. <laughs> That's so, crazy. I don't know. Is that going to become a thing? I don't know. But some of these guys, I you know, I can kind of just go down the list here of guys that declared, like Khalil Whitney. I mean, I know it ended poorly for him at yeah. Kentucky, yeah. but like, dude, I mean, Whitney. You know, even like a, I mean, even like Ashton Hagens. Like, uh, yeah. I I mean, gee. Emmanuel quickly. I think is probably. I like him a little more than Hagens. Just oh, quickly is better as, than quickly. Quickly is better than Higgins. Just as far as like upside, I mean, as as a college player, probably Higgins, but in the NBA, I think Quickly's got a little yeah. bit more upside. Like a Jordan Nwora, why are you declaring? Yeah, like, I mean, you do one thing, bro. Like, how many assists did he average? Because there's no way he was getting a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I only right. saw him one point three, one point three. <laughs> I only saw him shoot. So, like, I mean, a lot of these guys like stay in college and just get your buckets like you don't you're not there's nothing for you in the nba yeah it, it just man it hurts those french those uh fan bases too like if you're a louisville fan yeah louisville had a great squad like it's just god it's killer but anyway um it's a good episode here we talked about the draft obviously uh didn't touch on on iu much at all um we will have more iu coverage coming soon uh we've got a couple big Interviews coming up. Um, we're going to have Jalen Coleman lands uh, new Iowa State guard. He's played at uh, Illinois and he played at DePaul. He's from uh, started his career at Cathedral in Indy and finished at Lalu uh, up in Laporte. He's going to come on next week. Uh, we're going to have Logan Duncombe, four star IU uh, basketball recruit, coming on soon. So you know, it's uh we're going to have quite the the Indiana coverage coming up soon. Wanted to just kind of do what we like to do on this podcast i mean it's our podcast we can do what we want um, yeah we run the show here so. yeah we run this we want to so. do a fake mock draft you know we can yeah we, we want to do a fake mock we can and and buckle up because we're gonna have <laughs> some more some more draft content i'm yes, sure sir. at some point you know you and i will not be able to hold ourselves back from uh i love talking more, I love talking more about lamello ball <laughs> i love talking lamello obviously all right well uh that was our that was our episode for yes. Scott Schultes, Jaden Coons. Who's your experience? Yeah, yeah. Oh.